Hi there, and welcome to Oz Hour, the only place where you can hear everything you never knew about the wonderful and strange land of Oz. That's right. Today we are coming to you with a very special episode of Oz Hour. As promised long ago, we're going to be covering the ultimate cultural touchpoint for The Wizard of Oz, the 1939 feature film starring Judy Garland. There is a lot to unpack here, so you can consider this the first of many episodes discussing this iconic adaptation. And for today's episode, we are going to focus on the differences from the book, a few fun facts, and then some of our favorite parts as we drink our way through the entire film. We're your hosts, Blake Stone and Wyatt Swingham. And as always, joining us is Hannah Aguirre. I. But this time, with a twist. The three of us watched the movie together, so in this episode, there's no Oz initiate, only Oz experts. Woo, woo, woo. That's right. Mama's educated. Mama's educated. Uh, welcome to the ranks of the Oz experts. Um, we'll expect you to pass an SAT test for this, so um, study up. Which, frankly, is the only type of test real high school age kids need to be taking is an Oz SAT. Okay, there we go. I was Oz like, where is this going? Oz SAT. We'll workshop Oz it later. <laughs> so tonight, things went a little different than usual, and today, before we started recording, Wyatt went ahead and whipped up four different cocktails that we'll be enjoying and drinking throughout tonight's episode. The Wizard of Oz, released August 25th, 1939. Part 1. Kansas. So, as I mentioned, we're going to be having four different signature Oz cocktails tonight. Oz tales? I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, what's the first one we're going to be having? Uh, So, our first drink tonight, I hesitate to call a cocktail. It's really just a shot. It is the gray... (laughs) It is the gray gulch gulp. And it is just a shot. It's half Irish, uh, Bailey's Irish cream and half a coffee liqueur. So it's a little pick me up and it's gray. It's got like a gray sepia thing going on. Yes. So look forward to that gray drink and um, let's have a first sip slash shot. (laughs) Oh, oh, oh. Happy holiday. (laughs) (laughs) Tastes like Christmas. I I will be sipping on that. (laughs) Okay, so I don't know about you guys, but right off the bat, I noticed that things were really different. Um, A 32-year-old Dorothy was running from some (laughs) unseen aggressor with Toto in her arms. And she's like, we're going to be okay. But you got to go back because right from the top, it's pretty different. We get a title card that pays homage mm. to the original books. Oh, the that whole was thing. Sweet. And there's an extremely drawn out musical number that goes through basically a reprise of everything in the show. But then you get a little title card they that says... They call it an overture. Yes, exactly. A whole little thing. Yeah, little I don't think I paid attention uh, to the title card. Well, the, basically it said this like this picture is dedicated to like oh. everyone who's loved like these characters for more than 40 Actually, years. Actually, I read that out loud to you, you guys. You did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you were just so starstruck. I remember now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was a long time ago yeah. last week. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But yeah, so I mean, it starts out with an homage, or like, well, an homage, but yeah, a reference in the movie acknowledging like, hey, this is where it comes from. Basically the equivalent of a modern day, like based on true events. So totally that. Yeah, not that not that's different or anything than like what happened in the book because that is what the book did. But um, but I thought that was sweet. It was nice. Yeah. Thanks, Frankie. Yeah. yeah. Well, based um, on true events, because in the book, it wasn't a dream. 
Exactly. Yeah. Amen. And we'll get there. <laughs> oh my god, we need to make like Oz Hour based on True Events shirts. Or something. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Dorothy and Toto are running down the path. And they enter Aunt Em and Uncle Henry's huge, immaculate farm, which was an immediate difference for me. Yeah. yeah. It's a very different version of Kansas. Like, And also, from the beginning, it's so dramatic. Because in the book, I mean, there's no drama. The only drama that happens is... She gets sucked up in a you know cyclone. But well, like, it just seems very immediate that that happened, and we didn't get true. any introduction to Aunt M or Uncle Henry. The way I thought of Aunt M this time, I was like, oh, she's a bad bitch. She's, she's in yeah. charge of this farm. Uh, she has that a personality. Has, she has like her little workers, those okay. three guys who we don't even know who they are. Like yeah. I actually got to see a little bit of Aunt M, where now I'm like, oh. I could see why she wants to go back home. Yeah. Before see, I was like, oh, boring. When we were watching it, I was like, you can take bad out from in front of it. She's just a bitch. She's a mean, old, like grumpy oh. lady. She was so rude. It just didn't seem like there was a really a real relationship there. No. I mean, kind of that. Yeah, Dorothy's feeling really unloved from jump, in my opinion, um, which makes sense. I mean, they're super busy. They've got this huge farm to cover, but and they've even got like farm hands. I was going to say, they're not actually as busy because what we know from the film it's not just dorothy book, out here a 12 year old yeah. lifting everything although i thought as dorothy as a muscular ass 12 year old because she was <laughs> you know busy as fuck this time yeah. she's just playing with pigs yeah, yeah. she has a dancer's this, body <laughs> this dorothy's never worked a day in her life no, no. Oh soft hands God. yeah well and it's interesting too because like the the farmhands being there yes but at the same time Aunt Em and Uncle Henry are still doing work like they're putting all those chicks into her like they into were her counting them. we had they a were Belina like, feature they were counting yeah, the I know. chicks <laughs> and Dorothy was like interrupting them and they're like Dorothy shut the fuck up we're yeah. counting these things and they're moving all over you know the what place. you're right they're not as sweet in the movie as they are in the book I guess that's I'll true admit that. yeah. yeah it seems busier it does it's well so and they have busy. a bigger farm mm-hmm. like also the house. I mean, we'll get into it, but that house was not a, a building with four walls and a trapdoor on the bottom. In the movie, that was an yeah. entire ass farmhouse with. It had a kitchen, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. it wasn't a studio. They're rich. They're they're Kansas wealthy. It yeah. seems. I mean, to they me. pay three farmhands, I guess. Yeah. Um, but yeah, very different. But we meet. You know, we we see that she's telling them how you know Mrs. Gulch is being a bitch and like yelling at her. She arrested the farmhands. There's a whole little interchange. It's a whole thing. Um, drama, drama, drama. Then, it is drama. Like when On M brought everyone those like gigantic mozzarella sticks and yelled at them. Oh, yeah. She's like, here, <laughs> eat your fried baked what good. What was that thing? They, were they like fritters or something? I don't know. They were huge. Yeah. From the book, I got the sense that there was like zero conflict in Kansas other than that it was dull and boring. Here, it seems like there's a lot of conflict in Kansas. There's Miss Gulch. There's a busy farm. There's like feeling unwanted. Yeah. So Dorothy, what does she do about it? She sings. She sings oh. Somewhere Over the Rainbow. <laughs> and did you guys notice like the cut to the clouds where it looks like she's longing for eternal bliss with her heavenly yeah, father? Oh, the heavens yeah. opened up. <laughs> I did remember that. Also, my two notes for this like dream sequence of a song when she 
leans into that fucking stack of hay and it looks like it's memory foam and she just like sinks in. Yeah, it's probably like a cardboard so cutout. Because yeah. <laughs> I've sat on hay before and it doesn't feel it's like that. It's firm, yeah. My back shatters. <laughs> <laughs> she looks like she's having a good time. Uh, and little Toto. I was going to say, I'm going to be going ahead. I have a specific color code for Toto in my notes. I don't really, but I should because I noted everything he did. He is such a prince in this movie. <laughs> the way that he teleports up onto the tractor yeah, seat during the song. Yeah, I was like, song, how do you get up there? Yeah, he's just I was there. a big jump for a little boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he just sits so pretty and Dorothy like, grabs his little foot. It's, oh my it's adorable. He's like sitting there waiting to give his paw to her yeah. for so long. He needs her to yeah, take it. He's like, it like you're going to have to take that. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> this, that's yours. Yeah, you're going to have to take that. I Honestly, the way she absentmindedly took it, I kind of felt like he was doing that like as a stress behavior and she was just like let me take okay, that dude, yeah <laughs> like you yeah, want me to take Toto? that <laughs> i mean i guess this is more behind the scenes but i just really hope that Toto was okay during this movie if he there's anything bad okay he no. was, was like paid I don't more know. than the munchkins he was but i don't know yeah. what training a dog looked like back then i know what training judy garland <laughs> sure, looked like okay. and it wasn't good that well is. they probably didn't have a little whip for Toto. i'll tell you that but he looks Man, distressed yeah. <laughs> <laughs> his body was thrashed after the movie <laughs> no he as was long. we know the main kansas antagonist shows up after the song miss gold shows up with a fucking warrant also First, that is also the namesake of our drink tonight, the Grey Gulch Gulp. Um, oh my but, god, I didn't even put that together. <laughs> yeah, Gulch <laughs> is also a word, and they could be gray. So I could see the ambiguity. Yeah. Um, but also, when she's riding in on her fucking bicycle... That posture... And also the fact that she almost ran over three chickens. Like oh, she yeah. was just like, oh my God. I totally it, it was like that. she was on a BMX or something. Yeah. Like, she was wasn't so, stopping for anything. Yeah. It, I think that like flash forward to a later episode or a previous episode, but like Belina's friends have gotten killed under her wheel. Like oh I'm my sure. Gosh, they oh my have gosh. She was necks racing. have been broken. Oh God. Yeah. And she wouldn't even care because she is horrible. And she has the sheriff's order to arrest Toto. <laughs> yeah, have him destroyed as a matter of yeah, fact. more than arrest. <laughs> it's insane. My only other note is just that like Toto didn't want to fucking go away so bad, and Dorothy calls uh, Mrs. Gulch a witch, which I think is oh, fun, yeah. you know, yeah. like that is. And then she knows Henry has to Uncle Henry has to put Toto in the basket, and Ugh. it's just heartbreaking. Yeah. And then. Aunt M, who is a big bitch, Elmira Gulch. Yeah, she's like, I want to call you what I think of you, but I'm a Christian woman, so I can't. So just so we're all clear, she doesn't want Toto dead. She's not yeah. a bad lady. She was putting the chickens into her apron earlier, and that's why she acted serious. She's nice. But honestly, Christian or not, I'll tell Elmira Gulch exactly what I think of her. Are you kidding me? <laughs> we're going to have to warm up the bleeping machine. <laughs> <laughs> Something that I think is interesting is Dorothy wants to run away from home so quickly after this mm-hmm. like okay. after after toto phases out of that fucking basket and then teleports into her window <laughs> which is by the way four He's feet quick tall for a little okay, dog that yeah. soft little wicker basket was not going to yeah take, she didn't even seal it true. she didn't seal it <laughs> no. I, anything could pop its little head out of there but That's honestly true. 
Dorothy already, like, when she entered, she was feeling super misunderstood. And now, like, Toto's back. He was supposed to be destroyed. She's like, we've got to run away. Because, like, of course, like, I don't want to lose my dog. I'm a kid. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like the law is involved. So it's, you know, the work. You literally think you're like, well, now my dog's run away and he's been arrested. Now I'm, you know. Uh, accomplice. Toto's exactly. been arrested. Exactly. That's harboring a fugitive. If she's, she's actually supposed to be eleven, nine to eleven, then yeah. that's how, what she would think. When we were watching it, I literally wrote, "Toto comes home to Dorothy, who loves her dog so much that she's prepared to hit the road and take up a Bonnie and Clyde style life of crime with him." She does. And she she exactly packs a little, her little stick and bag. Oh, thing. totally. I mean, the little hardened criminal even steals a sausage in the next. I know. Oh, oh my that's god. Yeah. And we do get there really quickly because also apparently down the road is parked Professor Marvel in his wagon. I will say I have a lot to say about this. Wait, do you want to take the lead on this section? I kind of do. I think that this guy kidnaps children and has him in his little circus that he (laughs) that he, you know, and uses them as labor to oh, make I money. I won't have the slander. I know he's creepy because then all of a sudden, well, I don't want to jump ahead. No, please, you're in charge. Okay, but like Drive. when when okay when he had his little turban, maybe magic cap thing, and decided to start using the crystal ball to you know tell Dorothy what her family thinks, then she runs off, and he's like, oh shucks. Because he wanted to take her. No, he said, <laughs> poor little kid. I hope she gets home all right. I don't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> Something also that is interesting. So there, there is a lot going on in this scene. And I think it also speaks a little bit to like 1920s spiritualism a little bit. But, ooh. but right? Is that an ooh right or ooh That's wrong? an ooh L. Frank bomb. Oh. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Sorry, uh, save it. But... <laughs> But something that's interesting, like knowing, like we all know, big spoiler, it's a dream in the end, apparently. But it's like, so this Carney guy, he's not actually the Wizard of Oz. Like, he's not a good guy. He's just some Carney. He will, but he's some, in the real world, outside the dream, he's just some Carney on the side of the road. That is inherently dangerous. And the way he acts a little mm. bit is creepy. It's he also is like, creepy. I don't think that, I don't think Dorothy was going to get killed. I did, in my notes, say that they're pretty eager to Not trust killed, him. Not killed, but used and well, abused. What he, does, <laughs> what he does is actually like really sweet. Well, it is, he yeah. like, He's like, oh, how about a free reading? And she closes her eyes and he tells her everything she needs to hear to no. go back home. My actual note is he is really sweet and just sends her home perfectly. That's yeah. what I actually wrote about him. He said, him. get your ass home. Yeah. I was on the other side of the spectrum and I want to stay but there. But you know what? No, You're stay a woman. There. Stay <laughs> there. You know what? We'll As a the woman, little... we are not going to silence you. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he does let Dorothy run out into a windstorm, which I think yeah. is insane. I'd be like, no, please hunker down in this trailer with me guess, because yeah. I mean I that's better would... than running down the road. How far is she gone? True. It can't be that far. I mean she's didn't seem that this far. entire movie happens in one day. Yes. So that's that. Yeah, that's insane. But uh, we'll so get there. We won't, here's but. a huge difference is that in the book it's all Toto's fault that we go to Oz. Uh, it's yes. all Toto's fault that we stay I wrote in this Oz. Down too. Dorothy is in big trouble with me here. I am not happy with her. Here's my mm-hmm. question. Who bit Mrs. Gulch? Toto. He didn't cause the tornado. No, but if he 
had it bit Mrs. Gulch. I was going to get to, we were going to get to this later, but I'll say it now. I was going to get to it later, but he bit Mrs. Gulch because he was in her garden. He is the reason that he was taken away. If he wasn't taken away, she would have been home to go into the cellar with everyone else, <gasps> which we're not even to yet. Oh, she would have no. never had to run away. There I are guess. two times when Damn, Toto. I have to does fix my notes because I was like, I do not blame Toto for this. No, <laughs> I was too. I was like, fucking Dorothy. Yeah, I was but like, she, she still, decided to go into the she house. She still did something crazy. She got home. She was like on the front side of the house, and they're all going into the cellar in the back. And instead of going around to the back side exactly. of the house, she just goes in, going. And I am. Like okay, they're gonna you know go to there. the cellar. You're 85 years old. Go and you to have the to know. You have to know that they have a cellar. So you see this tor- which we see the tornado in the background. It's huge. You That's know all- where to go. You haven't. You haven't been trained for this. You're in. You're in this Cyclone is, City. It's yeah. not her first. Yeah. There's just a lot because this is some of the most. I mean, okay. It's some of the most recognizable and like. I guess important, sure, but like scenes in like cinema, like with the Mm. like a twister, a twister, like the whole thing is just like you know, I don't know, like everyone, everyone has seen it, and then Aunt M is calling Dorothy like a little piggy, um, her little Dorothy, Dorothy! (laughs) yeah, uh, absolutely insane. She's the only one that cared. Yeah, everyone else is like, get in the cellar, get in the cellar. Just get in, get in, it's (laughs) fine. It's like, are you kidding me? Have you been in an emergency? I guess so, but if I had a fucking, my kid or something, or like, even one one of you guys or Charlie, I'd be like, I don't know, maybe I would go in. You know what, the thing (laughs) is- I would would leave all of you behind. Damn! I I would make, I would hope that we were all running the same direction. I'd be like, Hannah, come on, but I'm not gonna like, (laughs) wait for you. No, you're right. Also though, what we're gonna see is like, Things are crazy. Like Dorothy. Okay. So now they're all in the cellar, right? Now we're seeing Dorothy running down the street. She gets to the front of the house and the fucking screen door flies off. That could have hit Aunt Em in the head and killed her. So it's like, you're right. She should be going down there. Everyone should be going down there and hope that Dorothy comes. But it's insane. Dorothy does get her ass laid out by a window frame. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, Because she doesn't just go to sleep. Yeah, she gets her ass knocked knocked out. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, she does. I mean, she does just go to sleep after a big... (laughs) Yeah. Um, But, uh, yeah, she wakes up inside of the cyclone, which was a really cool, like, projection (laughs) magic scene I liked. Yeah. Also... Um, I think it's funny because in the book, she's like awake when she gets sucked up, takes a nap, and then wakes up on the ground. But in this, she gets sucked up, gets knocked out, and then wakes up in the air. And Toto hates the cow that's flying by. Yeah, he is going off on that cow projection. (laughs) Yeah. Something that is pretty different from the book than the movie is that unlike in the book, the landing of the house is violent and horrifying and Dorothy is screaming. She's screaming. Her bed is getting rocked across the entire yeah. ass room in, in the book. She literally gets gent- gently set down is what we're told. It doesn't even stir her. No. Nap. Yeah. That is not the case here. That is not what's mm-hmm. happening here. But at least when it finally clatters to the ground, she goes, Oh, yeah, you're right. She just She's goes, okay. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but then she opens the door, and as we've all seen before, in Technicolor, we go from black and white to a full color set. And Dorothy walks out and begins to admire and cherish. To which I said, Ah! Yeah, yeah. Very true to the book of just like 
Oh, like, well, her look and, like, just kind of her, like, walking out and being like, where the fuck am I? But, yeah. like, she's wearing a little gingham dress. Um, not true to the book, but not everything was blue. Yeah. Well, we're yeah. going to get there. But that is going to be in part two. But right now, this is the wrap-up of part one, Kansas. Blake, what would you call that? <laughs> On M's a All right, you stop that. <laughs> part two munchkin land so we're moving out of kansas and into munchkin land but before that we should talk about our second of four cocktails for the night so why what do we have here this second one is going to carry us through uh, the middle part of the book it is the ruby rosé it is some pomegranate juice some rosé and some grenadine and it's quite red smells Um, very sweet it probably is really sweet it looks yummy all right slurp slurp, slurp. it up Mmm, juice. Sweet. That tastes like juice. Mm. I want to drink it like a four-year-old. Like Same. I'm drinking it with both my hands. <laughs> Everyone's <laughs> upper lip is going to be pink after this. <laughs> <laughs> so we're in Munchkin land, and first thing I notice, it's looking a little bit more silly and daffy than I would have pictured. It's really cute, but... And also, in the book, she just lands, like, in the woods, basically. Like, she's not, like, in town, necessarily. There's just a few munchkins there who see it. Or who hear it, I guess. It's almost like like the... Uh, wise men who visited Jesus in the manger. It's like they they were following the house flying through the sky. Yeah, they saw it like yeah, falling. Well, and also this house is fucked up. Like when it does the zoom out of it, like the walls are all janky. Like yeah. in the book, it's just kind of like boop. I live here now, but this thing hit the ground. No, yeah, this uh, house fell from the SKY sky. Yeah, and we get the classic Toto. I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. Yeah, so everyone listen for that. One thing they did get right is the domed roofs. Um, I didn't even catch that. Yeah, all the roofs in Munchkin Land, it was like all the houses kind of looked like mushrooms a little bit. It was like kind of like long cylindrical homes with domed roofs. You're right. I do remember seeing um, a roof with a bunch of eggs. Oh, yeah. yeah. Munchkins in them. Munchkins have real good eggs. I was like, interesting. Something I did think in this moment, too, because she didn't land like in the woods and like landed on the edge of town, she could have killed like four families. Oh, that house is big and it lands like right next to the other houses. I wonder if she did. She might have killed other people. What was that space reserved for before? Exactly. Perfectly Dorothy's house. Just where the wicked witch sits, I guess. Like, no, she was probably menacing people. I think others died. The things that died was just the wicked witch. If she had killed a bunch of citizens, they would have been like, oh, you're another evil witch. Please. Sorry. We're so sorry. She was like, Linda wouldn't be so nice. No. Yeah, I just noticed a lot of different colors yeah, like everywhere. Too many colors. Yeah. I was overwhelmed with the colors. Vibrant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they were like, hey, you've been in black and white, like sepia for the first part of here. We're going to give everyone a flower. <laughs> I don't know. Like my Munchkinland notes are written in blue. So I I've, I clearly had an idea okay, of what that was there supposed you go. to look like. <laughs> no, I was hoping it would be more blue. I liked the whole favorite color moments. Well, well we're not going to get that. But yeah. we do get is another deviation from the book. Huge. Being the arrival of a good witch of the North, but this one's name is Glinda. Glinda the Bubblegum Princess. So she still is 
the good witch of the north so in the movie did she say north yeah mm. oh. but but yeah so in the movie the good witch of the north is glinda and so that's they just her. switched it up all together <laughs> yeah they gave they they either they gave combined. glinda a different yeah, yeah they blended them because they either gave glinda a different location or they gave the good witch of the north a different name or there's like, just no witch of the south and that's true that's true too actually but they, they yes they simplified it it's like not even that interesting but also though the way she like comes in like in her little bubble is precious yeah i mean glinda is a warrior princess not a rupaul queen yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it makes me it leads me to believe that they really did just rebrand the witch of the north as glinda because this is not giving glinda vibes yeah. and let me be clear glinda in the movie absolute queen slays it i oh, hear love her. her i respect her come but like out come out yeah. <laughs> but you know right, what here we go. glinda in the book would do she would let you know that the ruby slippers would take you home. Dude, yeah. <laughs> okay, well, that's what's really infuriating. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have this whole... She just says things, but doesn't have any like anything behind it. That's um, what it feels. It yeah. feels like the things she says are empty and it's not, that's not the Glenda I know. The Glenda I know. She's being very airy and like, oh, well, who knows? Like, oh, like, I mean, okay. Like, She's being deceitful, it honestly. Is. But it is. on a, okay, I do. And bef- she even said, only ugly witches are bad. That's rude. Yeah, that yeah. is rude. That was disrespectful. That's but disrespectful. It is true. Why is everything <laughs> yeah, but she knows. Then don't ask Dorothy if she's I'm not a witch. saying it's, I mean, correlation causation, sure. But she's right. Um, I do want to say, like, before, like, all of the conversation that they had, though, we do get, like, the best song in the movie. Um, Munchkinland musical the sequence. The Munchkin sequence. Mm. Um, and they're, uh, like, these funny little cartoon baby people. Yeah, but infantilized. The big, like, Munchkin dance and parade, I'm going to go ahead and call that a similarity to the book because... I kind of noticed it for the first time this time, but there's like the part where Dorothy's standing up above them and it, they're all just dosy doing beneath her. And it just looks like this big party that's being held in her honor. Like yeah. it just reads yeah. like a party rather than a weird, like creepy musical number. Yeah. Well, um, and you know, I, I thought that that was like, Oh, this is <clears throat> box party. It is. I mean, <laughs> by way of, cause we are introduced to the Munchkin mayor, right? And that's he's just an ex- a, a direct analog to the rich munchkin in the book. And who I have helps to say, them. like my feeling towards this mayor in the movie. Oh my god, he's such a cutie patootie, and I just want to squeeze his little cheeks and give him a little <laughs> kiss on the nose. He's such but a baby. the one in the book, I just remember because I listened back to the old episodes just to like refresh my mind and. I thought that that mayor was a pedophile. Yeah, I was in, like, in the book, Dorothy's he was more spending creepy. the night. Yeah. He's just welcoming her in and just being like, <laughs> he's an older man to this like young child. That's creepy. I remember yeah. in the first like the first time we recorded, like having to tell you, and it's okay because we never meet him again, and he did not harm her, and she <laughs> is fine. No, he's a little yeah. cutie patootie. I and remember I love you him. hating him. Yeah, in the movie, my note is he is actually such a little sweetie. <laughs> <laughs> he welcomes her most regally yeah he's very nice about it it. yeah Mm -hmm. they do have to verify it legally and they do the whole musical sequence walks them basically she's an honored citizen yeah they're like hey you killed the (laughs) witch she'll be a bust be a bust Uh, be a bust in the hall of fame she'll be in the hall of fame they love it and yeah the little munchkin eggs hatch and they come out from their sleep (laughs) 
which I'm like, how did you sleep through all of this? Like the witch being killed, the house falling, the parade, Glinda arriving. Like They're it's babies. just insane. They just had. That's true. <laughs> yeah, they did. Yeah, rub your eyes, get out of bed. I guess their eardrums uh, aren't ready yet. And we're also introducing this moment to both the Lullaby League and the Lollipop Guild, um, which are two very different sides of the same coin. <laughs> the Lollipop <laughs> Guild crawled out of the sewers. They did. So they yeah. are. Yeah. yeah. No, they, they are did. foils of one. <laughs> <laughs> another, the antithesis of one another. Yeah, they um, shouldn't have been near Dorothy. No, no. <laughs> that's what they said so far away when they handed her that giant lollipop. Yeah, he leans like as far as he yeah. could lean. Like, say no. <laughs> yeah, we stink, and that's what he talks about. And that's that's the end of the musical number because something crazy happens. Oh yeah, fire, fire, brimstone, murder. The wicked witch of the west shows up and. Okay, here's a difference from the book. Because she, first of all, she shows up way sooner than she does in the book. In the yeah. book, in the we book, don't even they have to go to witch. her. Yeah, we don't know who she is. <laughs> mm-hmm. But in the movie, she shows up really early. And also, she's kind of gorgeous. Like, that green looks great in Technicolor. Yeah. Whereas the one in the book is an old hag with, like, with a one eye. eye. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. It's a big difference in general. Like, across the board, she's pretty different. Except that she's fucking evil. Um, but but she does arrive in this burst of fire. She comes on the scene, which is yeah, completely different than the book. Um, and then Glenda threatens her, basically. <laughs> yeah, get out of here before someone drops a house on you. Yeah. I do like when she told her that the Wicked Witch of the West is way worse than her sister, because it reminded me of that, like the witch which is worse is in the West, which is the witch. Oh yeah, that's us. That but was what it was given. In this moment, Glinda is doing the thing, Hannah, that you were saying, which is she's like, oh, if she wants the shoes that bad, they must be very powerful. Bitch, you you tell us later on that you knew what they did the you whole know time. These slippers. Like, you know, so she gave her good advice, but she didn't give her the whole information. She's not saying she it. could have given her way she's, better advice. She's <laughs> out here keeping her cards closed for some reason. I know. And I yeah. don't really understand Granted, why. By the end of the movie, something good happened for Oz, something good happened for Dorothy. It I was, mean, I guess like something good happened for Oz, like yes, but less good things happened for Oz in the movie than they do in the book. Um, in the book, they like got set up with like new royalty in the That's event true. that There's... the wizard flies away and stuff. I mean, they basically were fucked at the end of the book. But um, yeah, I, I agree. Like, it makes Glinda way more infuriating that she's just being so blasé because she's even just like really casually like, "Oh, you want to get home? Well, I guess you're just gonna have to walk all the way to the wizard. Sorry." It's like you're the only <laughs> one with the information. What are you doing? It makes it when she comes back in the end just so infuriating. In the book, as we recall, the Good Witch of the North kisses Dorothy on the forehead, and it is a shining little thing that keeps her safe. And in the movie, Glinda kisses her on the forehead. They don't say anything. She's just like, good luck, my child, and gives her a little kiss. And then she goes on her way. Mm. And I'm like, oh, fun little callback. And there's some other ones that we'll get to, too. But I thought it was cute. And I'd, I'd never noticed that before. When we watched it the other day, I was like, yeah. whoa, that was a kiss. But they uh, don't give us any... Uh, I mean, I guess it doesn't come up later in the story, no. so it doesn't we really can matter. Imply, we can imply, though, that but it's the a whole cute, time it's a fan she was favorite, protecting her. Like a fan favorite yeah, That's my headcanon. Yeah. <laughs> Also, a huge difference from the book is the little slippers that the witch has on her feet. Those are not made of silver. Oh, what are they made of? 
Okay, well, here's something we talked about in the first book. I thought they were made out of actual rubies. My entire life, I've always thought they were made out of literal rubies, but everyone else says no. But I they are ruby in color. Just the color, yeah. They are ruby in color. Yeah, they're from Goodwill. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, yeah. The, they're all made of microplastics. <laughs> but, but a huge difference, it's though. sequence. Yes. Oh, my God. Uh, but, but also, like, makes sense, though, because, like, it's kind of similar vi- vibe of, like, Munchkinland being like so colorful and flowers everywhere like the witch is this green they're trying to use technicolor they gotta like, make it a color yeah they're like shoe. we've never i mean not never but like wizard of oz is one of the first um films to use technicolor so they like really wanted to pack the punch and they were like we're not going to give you color just to show you gray shoes like we're yeah. not doing that yeah. so I mean, silk, shiny silver shoes still could have been cool, but like, I'm glad they're ruby. They're gorgeous. I love them. Yeah. They look great on that yellow brick. But then, I mean, obviously we know she skips down the yellow brick road with the munchkins waving goodbye to yeah. her. They follow the yellow brick the road. The journey man. begins. Yeah. And she's about to walk into a wall at the end of that scene. That's all right. Oh, that's yeah. right. <laughs> she was like, she okay, gets wait. pretty far down. Uh, yeah. yeah. I can't really skip any further, <laughs> but I'll try. Um, this is a set. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but that is how we end part two Munchkinland. And Blake, what would you call that? Glinda actually kisses Dorothy's forehead, and that's really cool. Part three. Meeting our friends. So Dorothy's out on the yellow brick road, and right off the bat, I'm going to call it a similarity. She bumps into a scarecrow who's playing some sick fucking mind games with her. (laughs) (laughs) And Toto hates it. Toto is yowling, barking at this motherfucking scarecrow who's just pointing every which way. He's like, that shit not right. Yeah, frightening. (laughs) Um, Yeah, there's a lot of conversation about like the scarecrow's lack of brains. It feels more or less true to form to the book, I think. Um, oh, and we also, we get like that story about the crows, like making a mockery of him, yeah. but it's in like one nice, concise sentence. We don't get the whole King of the Crows yeah. story. <laughs> That's what I have is like, okay, yeah, similar to the book, he can't scare the crows. He really tries. He even asked Dorothy, hey, did I scare you? Like, cause she lets him down from his little nail, obviously. Um, and he's well, like, something that I kind of picked up in that moment when he did get down he came up with the idea of how she needed to loosen his back end, yeah. which yeah. just makes me, I don't know. I feel like it kind of played into a little bit of like, he always comes up with the ideas. Yeah. And like and that's already him starting actually, off with being like, Hey, uh, you should do this. And guess what? It worked. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Cause I think it might, I don't know if it was like the same as like, Oh, just bend the nail. But I think he actually had the idea in the book, in the book too, too of like how to get himself uh, down. I think okay. it was. So actually. that's a good observation. That's uh, a great. Wow. Hannah, really good. Remember, I'm good educated. I'm educated now, so now I'm coming up with the idea. H M Hannah Aguirre, T E. Highly educated. Um, I do want to give a compliment to Ray Bolger because his scarecrow body work yeah. is amazing. That man has no bones. Yeah. I okay. There's no a, weight. Weight less. There's a bunch of 
things in like of his character but one thing i love is when he like falls to the ground this is during the musical number so i'm jumping ahead a little but dorothy like grabs his little shoulder and like lifts him up with two fingers Mm -hmm. as if she's actually lifting a scarecrow up and he just kind of like trails behind her being lifted up he's good at making it look like that too he's amazing he must be using muscles he has no idea or even in his and his little hands are just like his fingers are completely like limp and he's just like i don't know what i can do i don't know he must have a lot of hand signs in those gloves <laughs> the I thing, just, I'm obsessed. The <laughs> thing I liked about that too, because when in the book, when we're dis- or when you guys described the scarecrow to me of like what you've read, it was very much of him being like just being like weird about him not eating and not being able to sleep and all this but in the movie it was very much like i won't be a nuisance to you if i could just please come with you i don't eat i don't sleep you know like being very much like like i'm easy yeah. you know trying to convince yeah. her instead I of him being and like I don't have a, a brain so i won't manage things yeah, like, yeah and it's not like creepy and weird i take it as like okay he really just wants to tag along with someone and not be stuck on this pole. to be fair we made it weird <laughs> I mean, yeah it was always easy it's weirder in 1901 too than it is in 1940. If we're looking at it from my perspective, which Mm -hmm. is a uh, secondhand, yes, you've gotten (laughs) the story through us. Yeah, it's like my just like my image of the scarecrow is different from the movie. Something that's interesting that actually reminded me, um, which I don't have in my notes, but that I was thinking about later, is that the scare it's the scarecrow's idea to go to the Emerald City. Which, by the way, it's the Emerald City and not the City of Emeralds, which is also another difference from the book. Mm. But it's new speak. It is new, yeah, new speak. Uh, but this, it's the scarecrow's like, oh, do you may, do you think he'd give me a brain? Like maybe I can go with you. Dorothy's not like, I bet you could come with me to get a brain. So it's the scarecrow's idea to even go, which is different yeah. from the book. Where in the book she's like, hey, you want to come with me? There's this guy I heard about. Like you know, she's mm-hmm. she's on one in the book, but in the movie, he. It's the scarecrow's idea. Yeah, he's basically (laughs) asking. Another similarity is that he's still afraid of a lighted match, Mm. which I felt like was kind of a throwaway line in the book, but they really use it as a plot device in this movie a few times. They are loving the flames. Loving those flames. Mm. (laughs) He does have her carrying her own basket, though, which was a huge scarecrow difference for me because, honey, you don't have arm muscles. Just hold the basket. Yeah, (laughs) that's right, actually. In the movie, he has very immobile fingers, though. But I agree. It'd be hard to hold on to. He'd definitely yeah. drop things. <laughs> we can't have her him drop her berries and nuts. No, or whatever else she has in there. I don't know why she even has what that basket. What does she even have in, the in movie. that basket? Yeah, honestly, she maybe just she got Toto. supplies. Yeah, Wait, I no, guess. Toto runs well, alongside. Also, Toto's That's running around. He's I feel living. like I feel like Toto in the basket is one of those like Mandela effect things where we Everyone. all picture Toto in the basket. But I guess he goes in Miss Gulch's basket. But he's he never does. In he's only never in the he's basket. only ever right. in two baskets in the movie. The witches and Miss Gulch's. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Interesting. But um, something else here, though, Terry or Terry is the name of the t- Toto's name in real life was Terry. <laughs> that's his real dog name. I, I put his name as Terry in my notes every time. <laughs> also, to respect him, Terry <laughs> as an the actor. Terrier. Uh, is he a terrier? He's a terrier. Oh, terrier <laughs> I love terrier. that. That's pretty cute. All right. But Terry is during the musical number. I don't, you know, if I only had a brain, Terry is just. Like he is just running around. There's an extended cut where he like like jumps on a pumpkin and sets it rolling down the path. It's insane. But Terry's getting his life. The musical sequence is great. There's a lot of the scarecrow falling over and being picked up. And then they f- eventually make their way around the corner. And then they show up in a little bit of an apple orchard. 
Yeah, so these apple trees, I felt like were probably inspired by the book. Because there's that part where, like, the Tin Woodman is slashing at the branches in the book. And, like, the branches are, like, slithering away. and like, Oh, like, in, like late in the book you yeah, mean later? Oh, okay. So That's I, interesting. I felt yeah, like these were trees. probably inspired by those just because it's, like, a mean tree that's alive yeah. talking tree yeah no that makes sense i don't I mean, even wasn't think that chapter that. even called like a- attacked by the talking tree pretty much yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was yeah like the wall of yeah it was uh but yeah it's very that the, the yeah the bad touch trees the, yes bad touch <laughs> trees they're they're being mean they don't want to take the apples and then the scarecrow is making fun of them so they throw the apples and then they have apples to eat okay the way that these uh, these trees get insulted by the scarecrow's like little green worms joke actually like really reminded me of belina when nobody wants oh. to eat her eggs oh and yeah she's like, or hey, what's wrong with my eggs yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> my eggs aren't poison they're up to standard how uh, dare you you know i mean all the books were out by this time so they very well may have read them and taken uh, inspiration from Belina's character. Yeah. The yellow hen. Yeah. Uh, but the apples are thrown far and wide. Dorothy makes her way really not that far off the path. Across and the street. Yeah, she's just <laughs> across the street and she comes to the foot and leg, etc., of the tin woodman. No, so in the Oh wait, I'm sorry, no. The Tin Man. Tin oh, Man. Tin I have him in my notes. It, I, it was so hard actually when I was writing my notes to not write Tin wood, Woodsman. Yeah. That's what I know him as. It's so interesting because in the movie, and I think everyone can relate to this, just knowing he's the Tin Man, and you're like, oh, and he was chopping down trees, so he just still has his axe. But it doesn't really make sense. But then you're like, oh no, he's a woodsman. Like he that's his thing. Like he goes and cuts wood. That's his job. He's the tin woodman. Like Okay, now that makes sense. So interesting. Yeah. It, it's interesting in the book they like they pass the night at the Tin Woodman's house, um, oh, yeah. and they like have to run back for the oil can when they meet him. But in this, his house, I mean, it does get a cameo. Like it's in the background, it's like yeah. moss all over the roof. Well, and the witch um, ends up on top of it. Yeah, and the true, witch ends true. up on top of it. But they don't pass the night. I mean, like you said earlier, it's yeah, all, it's all I mean, one it's, day. Everything's happening so quickly. Because I was see. thinking about that as as I was writing my notes, and it'd be like. Oh, weeks, you know, weeks have gone by and a day has gone by. They spent the night here. They spent the night at the Munchkins in the book. Like, yeah, you yeah. know, like days have already gone by by the yeah. time that they've met the Tin Woods. It's like they walk, they walk four miles to the Emerald City and then another three to the <laughs> They travel the country. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so different. I guess the only explanation, if Dorothy got knocked out, and didn't wake up until the morning. Okay, she had a full night's sleep. She woke up at 6 a.m. Okay, maybe. And maybe. Yeah. But Nobody's dreams are that uh, long. That's, yeah. Well, I mean, she was. She could have been in a coma. Um, <laughs> but uh, anyway, though. But yeah, they find the Tin Woodman. They Trigger warning. Scarecrow body horror. Oh. Because during If I Only Had a Heart... They're like Dorothy and the the scarecrow are whispering in each other's ears, and you can see the scarecrow's like painted on ears, Ew. just like in the book how they're painted on. You can oh. see his painted on ear. His ears are totally covered by makeup, and then Ew. painted on. It looked Ew. disgusting. I didn't even. I'm I'll pull not, it up. Oh, my, oh god! I <laughs> no. was like almost glad I didn't see it. <laughs> yeah, that's horrible. It was horrible. Honestly, looking. I hated it. Uh, <laughs> but at that point. They've already found the Tin Woodman. They've He's got nice gotten his oil. Yeah, they oiled him up. He's out of there. Um, and they're, that's the middle of the musical sequence, right? I'm also just irritated because the Tin the tin Man is one of my favorite characters. He has 
just and his story makes sense. He wants a heart because he loved so much before, but then he got cursed and then turned into this, you know, thing, this tin man. And now he's like, you know, been stuck and rusted and thinking about his whole life and who he was before, who was a munchkin before too. Yeah. Like, uh, they just didn't they didn't say any of this they didn't give him any backstory at least with the scarecrow they did make it clear that like oh he got sewn up by all these people you know he had yeah. somewhat of his backstory but they don't even say anything about nick chopper and yeah, yeah. i love yeah. that story They're just like and it Hi. adds depth to his character like yeah. now it's just like oh this guy just wants a heart because and it would have the been hell of it like the thing is it would have been easy for them to write that in because what what he says is oh yeah i wish i had a heart when the tinsmith made me he forgot it okay that's a an eight word sentence that sentence could have been oh i i used to be in love but i had some accidents and my body had to be replaced. like okay it's a little much maybe that sounds yeah. like a lot but well, there's a I way mean, to do it you know yeah. i don't think there better. is i don't think there's a way to do it without adding 25 minutes to the movie unfortunately <laughs> oh, 25. So instead, they say hi and he says hi and they say how's it going and he says no hot and they say no hot and then snow white goes where for art thou romeo yes yeah in the in the musical sequence and then it's like fam <laughs> let's go and it's like oh <laughs> i do like how they like keep dousing the tin woodman in this oil and i was like wow they are squirting a lot of that on him and it's worse i feel like than oil because it's actually chocolate syrup and they're just dousing him oh, in chocolate no. syrup when he's already got all that makeup on him at too. least the chocolate is not getting on him like that paint That's true. it's just on his costume yeah that paint oh. is like such a sealant i bet they might as well have spray they might have actually spray painted him and then just like put chocolate on him it doesn't matter oh, it's God, not on his so bad he can't for feel that that oh yeah no not um, good for you <laughs> but yeah then the witch is waiting for them on top of the tin woodman's house and talks some shit and throws a humongous fireball at the scarecrow yeah which that's a huge fire hazard in general in the movies um and for the scarecrow particularly uh yeah. and again that is must be is it really the seems house like every time she comes in. for him yeah, she does. He's so easy. She's like, oh, uh, I Tim, guess, yeah. Tim Woodman, I'll make a beehive out of you. Yeah, she uh, had to really dig for that And you want to dress on fire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but I mean, what? The Tin Woodman uses his special little cone hat to put the fire out. Yeah, and even though there's a going. hole in it, so it just kind of makes a chimney. But Before, uh, there was that powder in it, so maybe there's a bunch of powder in it still. Just, yeah. yeah. I don't know about that, but <laughs> uh, but it works, and he saves him, and the witch just disappears, I guess. She could have thrown more fireballs. Why didn't she do that? She could have killed all of them in that moment. Uh, that well, not Dorothy, way. though. Or maybe. Not Dorothy, because that she would could've. make the magic taste bad. I don't know. We'll talk uh, about yeah, it you're right. The stress hormones. <laughs> okay, you're right. Um, <laughs> so then they just keep going. Well, then they... they almost go the wrong way they turn around and point the other way there's an exotic bird that people think is a a dead munchkin no, and fully it's not. alive fully flapping its wings yeah she's a big bird <laughs> they it is strange though because they did purchase or not purchase but like rent i guess a bunch of exotic birds for this scene or many of the scenes and i don't really know why but like it does look exotic it looks huge exotic bird. it looks like line. an ostrich or something it's a huge bird yeah um, that then they go on to a lions and tigers and bears oh my kind of situation yeah. where Very we meet dark. our third and final friend yeah. which is honestly one of the funniest things I think I've ever seen on television okay. just that entire scene is hilarious 
I do want to start out by mentioning, which I think we might have mentioned this before, um, but what they say, lions and tigers and bears, oh my, and you know what they say, Akleda is just a tiger bear, <gasps> so when the lion comes in, it's all and they're, yeah, it's like, exactly, yeah, so like, they have the lion, uh, and then when they're saying tigers and bears, somewhere out there, maybe there's a Kalita, but there are no Kalitas in Something that's all this. mixed together. Yeah. yeah oh my God. They didn't, Kalitas weren't in the budget. No, that's they already impossible. used. They, yeah. Yeah. They didn't have the budget for a lion or for a tiger and bear. They would have had some like Pete's yeah. dragon ass oh cartoon Kalita in there. But yeah, we are met. We're met and we're on our way to the Emerald City with all our friends. Did anyone have anything else about the lion? Uh, no, I feel like it was pretty similar to the book because there's super similar, even yeah. that moment where, you know, he tried to get Toto and everything and Dorothy was like, I'm not having it. Well, oh, yeah. her temper is her temper is a big similarity. Mm-hmm. She has no time for a bully book or no. movie. Yeah. Also, the lion does gymnastics when he enters. He <laughs> runs up a log and then jumps, gets, I think, boosted by a pulley and then jumps on a trampoline and then jumps onto the. It's insane. And he's like he's running like an actual <laughs> he's lion. He's running an actual lion and he's wearing the skin of an actual lion. That's what the costume is. It's Some an actual lion moment. skin. <laughs> it is. Yeah. Yeah, that is where we end off with our three friends. Um, and that section was called part three, meeting our friends. And Blake, what would you call that? Ooh, um, I'm going to call that bad touch trees. <laughs> part four, the field of poppies. All right. It is time for our third of four drinks. I'm getting sick myself. Um, (laughs) (laughs) What's going on? What are we having? What is it? What is what is this? Well, the good news is this one is pretty light. Um, So as (laughs) as we're moving into the field of poppies, um, which are about to be drenched with snow, we are drinking Glenda's Blizzard, which is a frozen treat. It is essentially a strawberry milkshake with some whipped cream vodka, which is not as bad as I thought it was. And it is topped with some whipped cream Mm. to be like snow. So it looks like pops with snow on top. Let us slurp, slurp, slurp in it. Mm. Mm. <laughs> mustache. <Nice> mustache. <laughs> I'm part of the crew. <laughs> That's fucking good. So jumping in, um, of course, you know, in the book, the flowers are able to make the gang like fall asleep all by themselves. Yeah. But we actually meet the witch in her castle and she's looking at them in a crystal ball. Which that crystal ball is a direct allegory to her evil eye. Absolutely. Her all That is eye. her evil eye that can see far. Ew. Yeah. And she is just going on off she's like she's looking up and down side to side (laughs) but it is interesting because yeah like in the book right they're just like poppies just do that apparently but in the movie it's like no that's the witch that's the wish witch which makes way more sense to me yeah it does also something else that i don't know connected to that though like in the book the field mice you know come and save the day which they don't in the 
movie, which yeah. I think would have been delightful and beautiful, but that would have been really, really hard cool. to do. It probably would have been like a grown ass man in a leotard, and he would have been like, "I'm the king of Ew, the film." Yeah, and I would have asked for that not to be. <laughs> it's Christopher yeah. Walken. <laughs> yeah, test audiences did not like that. Although I do love the field mice, and I was very sad to see they weren't able to make a little cameo. I know. It, oh. Yeah. They could have been like pulling the lion through the field, like look down. Look oh, down. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we love a lame is moment. But they don't. But anyway, there's just a lot going into it that's different. But the effect is essentially the same. I mean, the gang is like, yay, like we're we're well, for some reason they get to the field of poppies. Yay, let's run. They start running and they start falling asleep. Immediately. So, just I mean, like the book. Not having the mice much like a lot of things it really sped this along yeah uh, well because i mean well basically the scarecrow yeah. and the tin man just start screaming for help yeah glenda hears their pleas and covers them in That's asbestos the snow like it does speed it up because all that happens is the witch says sleep now there's poppies and then glinda says no and then it snows <laughs> yeah, like let's it, superimpose a glinda on this real quick. i know which i mean i love her little face about the poppy field like obviously yeah. beautiful Okay, fun thing though, uh, after Glenda helps them and they're all waking up from the snow, we cut back to the witch's castle and she's like, someone always helps that girl. She's got something in her hand, doesn't she? Yeah, I would describe the color of that thing as gold. I would describe the nature of it as a cap. It is a golden cap. Mm-hmm. In the book, we might recall that a golden cap is what allows her to enslave the flying monkeys. And it is, like we discussed, like a turban. Yeah, well, mm. it, yeah, it's like it has that like round, I guess round shape. Every hat is round, but yeah, like yeah, like it's domed. <laughs> yes, exactly. I and guess it's not a graduation cap after all. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Someone just listened to the first season. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's just like a throwaway moment. But you know, similar to I mean, some other stuff that I think we've already talked about. Like if you wa- if you read the book, you'd think, oh, neat. That's all. <laughs> yeah, it just shows that these people like were paying attention and they did do their homework. Yeah, and, and they, they had forty made, years to do, it. and they, they made a years. lot of cuts. So who knows? Maybe it was a bigger deal at one point. You know? Yeah, maybe there was more explanation for certain things. Yeah. So we've made it out of the poppy field, and the best song of the entire movie. Ugh. You're out of the woods. You're out of the dark. Optim- you're out of the night. Optimistic voices is like one of my favorite songs in the movie. It lasts all of thirty nine seconds, but it's good. Those harmonies are peak. Yeah. Step out of the dark, step into the light. Oh, step man. into the light. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. Um, so we're moving toward the city of emeralds, which is actually green. It's green, yeah. And well, in the in the film, we get an homage right to the um to the farmlands with the domed farmhouses because it is green and it is oh, I see what you mean. Actually green. They're not bespectacled. But not no. only that. We also, from the book, are missing the part where they meet that little family. Is yeah. that oh, what we're getting into? With the lame yeah. man, yeah. So, so I'm glad we didn't meet them. They sounded poor. It was a little... <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I feel like the only importance of them was just them being like, you'll never see the wizard. Exactly. <laughs> it set up. It was... <laughs> Sorry, I'm becoming one of the Aussians now. No. <laughs> You're becoming my mother. Yeah. <laughs> never, never, never. <laughs> but it is that, though, because, like, in the book, it just sets up. It's like, hey, we're about to go there. Well, no one sees the wizard, like, et cetera, et cetera. But in the movie, 
they're just gonna walk up to the door. Like, and guess what? The gatekeeper. Well, and also, say. I think in a like in a movie format to like make it all that way to be told nobody meets the wizard. I've never even seen him. That's way more devastating when you actually got there in yeah. a movie than That's in fair. a book when there's like still a hundred more pages. You know. Yeah. yeah. And true, also, true. like for all we know, they did run into them in the movie, but like it's just not told to us. Like, because they get to the door, it's not like it's it's not like we saw them walk a lonely road up to the gate for all we know I it's just the road <laughs> okay i'm sorry i had to do that <laughs> yeah you set it up <laughs> i did uh but yeah i just it's it makes sense that they didn't show the farmers but they do just get to the gate and they knock or they ring the bell well first they ring the bell and then they are told that the bell is broken so they need to knock so <laughs> then they do that instead and then a little man answers. It's not exactly the guard of the gate that we get in the book, but it's similar. But he does not put spectacles on them. That's the greenest for sure. thing that I've seen in that place. Quite yeah, he's green. so green. He's green yeah. head to toe. And he's like, do you I was want very these? disappointed with not the amount of green that I saw. <laughs> and no one was wearing goggles. Not a damn nope. soul. No, not a goggle in Not a single got in person. There, I was looking at everyone. I was like, just put a goggle on one person and I'll be happy. <laughs> they didn't put it on Like someone anyone. just has them like, up on their head. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like casually or like on their shirt. Yeah, yeah like in the like in their yeah, in their neck. But I mean, everyone does still get their mega makeovers though, you know, like the scarecrow gets stuffed, Tin Man gets polished. I did like seeing that, especially the Tin Man and the little wheel brush. Yeah. What the yeah. hell? That thing was like, yeah. yeah, but it also barely touched him. <laughs> it he is, was not getting exfoliated. It is an interesting and fun musical way to expedite the process of them receiving a good welcome, getting to live in the castle. Again, yeah. this is still all the same day. So they really just need a makeover to show us like, it's no, quick. we're good. They're good. They, they had a really good time. Mm-hmm. And the mute. Oh, my God. The the song is wonderful. Don't also. make me, please yeah. don't, no, don't make me sing. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, obviously, the witch interrupts yet another song because she has to <laughs> write in the sky, surrender Dorothy, yeah. and which is different than the book. It for is sure. different. I mean, all around, like the the Wicked Witch of the West is the main antagonist of this story, which I wouldn't say is necessarily true of the book. In the book, I'm not even sure who it is. Like, maybe it's a combo wizard and Wicked Witch of the West. I think that in the book... It's the, just a circumstance. The, exactly. The antagonist is an abstract idea because the antagonist is, like, your separation from home, basically. Like, yeah. it's the constant, like, obstacles. Because, yeah, they only really have to deal with the witch on their way to the witch, and then they kill her, and then they have to do a whole other second adventure. So, mm-hmm. like, yeah, in the book, the witch isn't the main antagonist. But she's the most visible antagonist. And I guess the um, like distillation of the spirit of the antagonist. Mm-hmm. So. Well, after the witch is sky riding, everyone's like, let's go see the wizard. <laughs> yeah, well, a- <laughs> I don't know why they thought they could do that when everyone keeps saying no one's ever seen the wizard. But the entire city is like, oh, the wizard will know. And they all run to the gates and yeah. they're turned away. How many times do you think this happens? Probably never. I think the witches never come to well, the yeah, city. Well, yeah, maybe the Emerald or the City of Emerald or whatever that fucking place is called. <laughs> it, it, you know, it doesn't get as threatened. Yeah, I it's feel being like, left alone because of the wizard. Like, think but about nothing it. ever strikes fear or doubt in these people. Their well, lives they are all. Just perfect. That's the thing. Their lives mm. are. They 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 work only an hour a day. They have oh, horses that it? change color. Oh, they uh, uh, 
sleep till 10, work till 12, and then take the rest of the day off. I don't know. Oh, but, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> but yes. whether you're 10 or bronze, Oh, we get up at 12, we start to work at 1, take an hour for lunch, and then at 2, we're done. That's very close, but it's definitely the right timeline. But yeah, so anyway, everyone there lives in a utopian life with no currency. They're all just beautifully dressed. There's no poverty. There's no hunger. Everything is perfect. So yeah, when the witch comes to them That's and writes horrifying. in the sky to give them Dorothy, and they don't know what the fuck a Dorothy is. Honestly, the way they're like, Dorothy? Who's Dorothy? If, if she was like, I'm Dorothy, they probably would be like, get her. They would have thrown her out of that city immediately. But you're also like, telling me no one is named Dorothy in the Emerald City. I don't know. I don't know. It seems like a very like Kansas type of name, not a a, a fairy country yeah, type of name. We're not we're talking like Zanzibars and Canedles that are living there yeah, or something. Yeah. Or H G T I F P Yeah. H G T I F P That's a that's a microaggression. Yeah. <laughs> so No Dorothy's okay. here. No Dorothy's um, but here. But they do I mean they go to the gates of the palace and the soldier with the whiskers, he is in the book. His whiskers yeah. aren't as formidable. Not green either, um, which yeah. they're green in the book. But. but he's got a pretty impressive stash. And he lets them in to see the wizard only after hearing Dorothy's sob story. And um, also hearing the lion do a song. <laughs> yeah, that really, that brought him out. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but in the book, I don't really remember what got them in. I think it was basically like, she's the witch's... No, it was no, the yeah, it was, silver kiss. It was the silver oh, the kiss. kiss. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that's a difference, which is in the movie, it's the slippers that not only impress the guard at the gate, and they also impress the soldier... But the slippers don't really have anything to do with it in the book. It's like, I have the kitsch, the, the kiss. This is symbol of the Witch of the West. Frankly, it's a good thing no one notices silver slippers because they probably would have been like, oh shit, that's the silver slippers of the Wicked Witch of the East. Like, it's a good thing no one looked down. Yeah, they're yeah, like, ah, true, true, yeah. True. <laughs> She's a witch. She, she's on yeah. a transformation. <laughs> yeah. but um. In the movie, it's all about the shoes though. So so that's what gets her in them in, in the movie. And they all go in at once. Which is yeah, different. that's different. Yeah, they yeah. don't have to wait all week to go in and see them. They just all go in and see the giant head. Yeah, um, which that's another thing that's similar to the book is we do get to see Oz as a giant head, and there's a lot of fire, which is really giving me like fireball, which is what he is for uh, the lion. But everything else, well, okay. Dorothy goes first. She introduces herself, the which is the same hilarious. as the book. Yeah, oh, the scene overall is hilarious. Yes, because yeah, Dorothy introduces herself as Dorothy the small and meek. He yells at her. She runs away, and everyone's you know Jiminy Crickets. But then a difference in the book: the Scarecrow goes, and then the Tin Woodman, which is the opposite in the movie. But then the Lion goes last and is super scared, as always. They're all scared. Um, but he sell- tells them the same thing: kill the witch. Yeah, bring him the broomstick. Um. But this time, no tears. They don't go crying. Yeah. They don't go boo-hooing. No uh, Jamila Jam to put them in their place. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no Jamila Jam. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, no tears. They just decide to go. And that's it. I mean, that's there's nothing else that happens. And that's the end of section four, Field of Poppies. Blake, what, what would you call that? Ain't got no tears left to cry. (laughs) Part five, the witch's castle. This is the last cocktail, right? Unless there's a surprise cocktail for the final part. Well, if it's called the headache, bring it on. (laughs) (laughs) What? Tell me about this one. What? 
(laughs) (laughs) You do not need another cocktail. (laughs) Uh, So what we're drinking here is the Witch's Brew. So it is going to be light and refreshing. It is lemon. Some uh, we steeped some uh, green tea and vodka overnight. So it's some green tea vodka, a little green chartreuse for an herbal layer. Layer smells good. It I it probably tastes pretty bitter, like medicine. Great. All right. <laughs> Cheers, everyone. Cheers. Whoa. Oh, Whoa. that's tart. Woo. Oh, that's, that's actually gonna be that's good. Not that's that good for bad. the summertime. Yeah, yeah. It is. I th- I didn't think I would like it because I don't like green tea. But something about this is different. It's a lot of lemon. <laughs> <laughs> There's twice as much lemon as vodka in this. Yeah. <laughs> so we find ourselves in the haunted forest, and you know the witch. She doesn't send bees. She doesn't send wolves. She doesn't send winkies. She goes straight to the monkeys, and they attack. Well, and even before this, a difference. They don't have to. We don't see them walking through a wasteland. They're not in a world where there's no trees. They're in a haunted forest. It's just like a like, forest with dark trees. Yeah, exactly. Like they're not looking for the one tree they can take a nap under. Yeah, with the sign that says like, "I'd turn back if I were you." Oh yeah, there's just a couple of signs that are like, "Don't go any further." Uh, but yeah, there's no murder wolves, no uh, crows, none of that. The witch just says, hey, go get her. And honestly, the movie witch is smarter because the winged monkeys were the only ones that I know. were successful. Great. And, and they were honestly... She didn't waste time. They were yeah. less successful than the ones in the book, though. Because in the book, they ripped the scarecrow to pieces. They dashed the tin woodman against these sharp, jagged rocks. No. And they... Like kidnap Dorothy and the Lion and Toto. Didn't the Scarecrow didn't get ripped apart. Yeah, they ripped he the did, Scarecrow apart. But they left the Lion and Tin Man yeah, able to right. help him. They yeah. did because yeah. we don't like in the book after this attack from the Winged Monkeys. They we don't screwed. see the Scarecrow and the Tin Woodman until Dorothy comes. Yeah, back they're and honestly just kind of laying there for like a month. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. however long she was they're, there. Uh, yeah, no, it's it's very different. Also, interestingly, in the in the movie. Something, I guess the spirits, lift the tin woodman up and then drop him like 20 feet yeah, away. what was that? Which, when I was watching it, I was like, oh, that's the winged monkeys? I thought it was the winged monkeys too. But it wasn't. <laughs> it was just a random thing. A- unless the monkeys were just out doing crimes on their own. <laughs> and like, but I don't think they would be. I don't know. It was it was strange, but also by way of that, I'm like, okay, the tin woodman got attacked. Yeah. But it's not the book. obliterated though. Yes. No, in the in the book, they had to like rebuild him. Yeah. <laughs> like, for from magic or whatever the fuck. So we've successfully kidnapped Dorothy and Toto. And I guess Toto's just kind of like a bargaining chip, which is a he's, kind of fun thing. For he's the just movie. being abused by the witch. And this yeah, is the second time, second time Toto is put into a basket and by the same woman same in woman. slightly different makeup. Yeah. Um, also, Terry, she's out to get him. Yeah. She is. The way that Terry handles all of these costumes and makeup and sudden movements is honestly kind of crazy. Yeah. Because I feel like our animals who know us super well would be scared oh, yeah. if we showed up in these costumes. You yeah. Know? Oh, yeah. Uh, absolutely not. Terry must be desensitized. And while it's common, like in a lot of movies today, to have like multiple animals playing a dog, maybe not if they're like an animal, maybe not if they're going to be like a main character, but like it's not uncommon. But this is one dog the whole time. And he does it 
all. He sings. He dances. He, he does sings. stunts. We're going to get into the stunts because this is a big Terry scene for me. Too. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, Toto. Toto, <laughs> Toto saves the day, really. Yeah. He really um, does. God, it just goes to show the more you pinch a dog, the better it'll be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so another difference, though, in this book, right, is that the slippers have the magic that prevents the witch from taking them. So the witch goes down there. She gets a little electric shock and she's like, oh, of course, the damned shoes. And she's like, OK, well, I'm going to kill you. Yeah, the and shoes will never come off your feet unless you're dead. Yeah. But so I can't just kill you. I have to be smart about yeah, it. Yeah, she's like, I have to be particular. <laughs> it's yeah. like, what it's does that mean? Yeah, that's horrifying. It's probably really evil is it, what it means, It is honestly. nefarious. I want to know the blueprints. Like, just give me my dog. <laughs> give me yeah. my dog. But Toto, what he does is heroic. He jumps out of a basket for he, the second time. He runs through the hall, down the stairs, he runs up a closing drawbridge, leaps, and this is all practical effects. He's not on a wire, folks. This isn't CGI. Yeah. He leaps probably 10 feet onto an edge, gets spears thrown at him. I kind of screamed when he was jumping down. I screamed too. I also screamed when he was running down that mountainside that yeah, later the mountain on they scaled. That's what it was. It and was like a 20 thing. foot cliff face. Okay, these people in costumes are throwing their spears at you, and you're still just like, yes, okay, let's go <laughs> yeah. back toward those things later when we film again yeah Crazy. he has maybe he has extremely bad short-term memory like every few seconds he's like where am i i'm fine <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't but, have an option i mean we get lucky in the movie though now we're in the final throws final battle kind of situation because terry's going to save or to lead our friends back to dorothy yeah. which if it was the book the witch would have to be killed before we ever saw them again yeah but terry knows where to go toto <laughs> Sorry. You did this to me. It's Toto, yeah. <laughs> but also, by the time Toto gets back to them, they're still just putting the the straw or <laughs> the straw man, the uh, scarecrow back together. Yeah. They're, and it's like, okay, so the witch has already gotten Dorothy, threatened to kill her, imprisoned Toto, and then Toto has mounted an escape, and then he has found his friends, and they're still putting the scarecrow back together. It's insane. Yeah. There's more I than mean, one of them without a brain. All over the place. He was. I guess that's true. And they don't have stacks of money to stuff into them. They took my movies and they it over there. Oh yeah. They Yeah, he says that. But <laughs> somehow, though, they glean from Toto's appearance that he can lead them to Dorothy. So they follow him, and then they scale the cliff. Yeah, they scale the cliff themselves. They're scoping out the yeah. castle, like making a plan. Yeah. I Which, love that. Something else. Or something interesting is that all the Winkies are green, just like the witch, which in the book, of course, the Winkies' favorite color is yellow. If they were going to be any color, it's going to be yellow. Yeah. Um, but they're all green to match the witch, which I think is a fun design choice, but also tells an interesting story. They get jumped by those three Winkies. Yeah. Well, and Hannah said one of them was hot, but I missed it. Um, Probably I, many of them were hot. Yeah, I think it was more the body of like how he like jumped on them. So you <laughs> liked that he was athletic. And then when I saw the face, I was like, oh, never mind. <laughs> I was like, oh. He's old. <laughs> That's an old man. Um, of course, they win the fight and they go into the castle with Toto. Like they get those disguises, those Winky disguises. Toto doesn't need a disguise. Even though he was just being yeah. speared. Yeah, he was ago. just. They should remember him. They should have remembered they should him remember because him. they acted like it was a big deal. Yeah, he pretend left. you got him as a prisoner or something. Yeah. Like, he's like, come on, follow me. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Terry follows them in. He's being super sweet. They 
they he shows them to Dorothy's door. He's digging at the door. He's trying to get in. And then all of a sudden, here's Johnny. And the Tin Woodman goes fucking Jack Nicholson in The Shining on this door. He Dorothy does. is just screaming while he's, well, she's not screaming. She's screaming in joy. She she's is happy. like, oh, oh. Yeah, oh. it's horrifying. Uh, but yeah, the Tin Woodman is just butchering this door. It's crazy. Now, all of this is replacing like the witch trying to trip Dorothy with invisible irons and stuff. Yeah. Which, by the way, the stairs that I imagine her being tripped mm. on in the book are featured prominently in the She's film. right at the top to- of them. Yeah. Toto runs down them. They all run up them. They all run down them again. It's like it's I like a game right. of shoots and fucking ladders, man. Right. It seems like a reference, though. Yeah. Um, so chasing, chasing, yeah. chasing. And Toto hates the Winky Army. He hates them. And then we get to, yeah, kind of the, not the end, but I think a fun middle point when they like look up and see a chandelier, they're kind of cornered and the scarecrow grabs the Tin Woodman's arm and then like uses his axe Another to cut good a idea. rope. It is. It's a great idea. Fucking scarecrow. Um, which is exactly how it is in the book, which is a good job. Yeah. But anyway, so they do that. He's got the brain. <laughs> yeah. And then they, at that point. They do go on a full tour of the castle. We get inside views. We get outside views. They have like a drone above the castle. This castle's amazing. It's insane. It's beautiful. Like beautiful in like a, this is made in the 1940s way. They're like on the cliffs of Dover. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, it's, it's insane. But eventually they do get cornered. Hella cornered. Like in a little like lighthouse tower. Yeah. I was wondering why they were just going up. It was like, yeah, why yeah. up? You'll never find you're your way out if you go stuck. up. You're going to get stuck. I promise you, you're going the wrong way. A big difference from the book Dorothy actually has a real reason to throw yeah, the water she's not just on the mad. Yeah, she's trying to put a fire out so mm-hmm. her friend doesn't die. Also, that fire got really close to Terry's face. Oh, Terry's Super close. Toto's face? She was holding Toto uh. right next to the Scarecrow. And when she lights that arm on fire, the Scarecrow basically throws it in Terry's face. Go back uh. and watch. That fire is too close to that dog. I did not like it at not all. Not safe. No. He should not be inhaling that smoke. No. God knows what it's made of. Chemicals. But Dorothy throws the water. We get the iconic melting, I'm melting scene. Oh, what a world. What a world. Tori goes and inspects the corpse, says it's all good. He Tori. just digs at it. She doesn't huh? get mopped up. Tori. Oh, Toto. <laughs> I gave it, that's actually my dad's name, but it was, it was morphing into Terry. Toto goes and inspects the corpse <laughs> like a good boy. And just like in the book, yeah, he the Winkies are like, thank you. Certifies she's dead and... <laughs> yeah. On we go back yeah. to the Emerald City. Yeah. And that's the end of section five, the witch's castle. And Blake, 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 what would you tell that? No, what would you call that? What would I call that? Um, my name is Terry. I'm so very fly. Oh my, it's a little bit scary. Boys want to marry. Looking at my dairy. Air you can stare, but if you touch it, I'm a berry. Pretty as a picture. Sweeter than a swisher. Mad because I'm cuter than the puppy that's with ya. I don't remember the words. What? You don't remember you the don't words? Remember, that's just what you're saying? the whole song. <laughs> oh, that was the entire thing. Part six. The finale. I'm getting very book wizard in this section. Yeah. My first note is just like in the book, the wizard tries to postpone. So they, they made it back to the Emerald City. No troubles, apparently. 
and they're already at the emerald or talking to the well, I guess the guard, and they're like, "Let us fucking in." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then I guess I mean Toto does something pretty iconic that I loved watching him do. I mean Hannah, when it's, we were watching it, you like described it as they tied a string to Toto, and he just like ran away. Well, they tied a string to the cur- or they tied the. It was like attached to the curtain, and they tied Toto to it. Okay, and so then they that's must have like called it? him over, and so he like yeah moved. I've never noticed that before. Really? Actually. I thought he did it with his mouth. I just assumed, yeah. But I mean, that's a pretty big. That would be a huge training moment for yeah. him. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's true. Also, though, this is different from the book because in the book, Toto gets scared, and then he accidentally runs into the curtain that unveils the wizard. But in here, Toto is just in the That's movie. Right. I mean, Toto is yeah. just smart, and he's like, "Hey, like something's happening he's over like, here. I There's can something sniff smells. This guy out. Yeah, something smells." Toto's <laughs> like, "I could have gotten you home hours ago. I'm sick of this game. Like, let's, yeah. let's get a move on." <laughs> Toto's Belina in this, yeah. <laughs> but um, they call him a humbug. Yeah, he's a humbug, oh, yeah, just humbug. like he is. Yeah, they even keep that line that's like, "I'm a very good man. I'm just a very bad wizard." I was gonna say, yeah, love that, and it's. I mean, I don't even know if that's true, but I like that. It rings true. Also, Wizard's hilarious. Oh, yeah. Love this guy. The, oh, oh, the comedy overall in this is so good. And this it's, movie it's a little is bit lost. He funny. does seem like he cares a little bit more. Um, oh, yeah. About like what he is giving them. He seems more guilty too in the movie. Yeah. Like he's actually like, oh, I'm sorry. But you know what? You get more character in an actor than he you like, do from the text. He like wasn't even a character in the book. He was just like, here's like your fake shit. Here's like, let's build a hot air balloon yeah. together. Like, yeah. And so, okay, that's two differences though, right? Because here in the book, he's like, okay, come back tomorrow or whatever. But he's like, I'll have, I'll actually have solutions for three of you. But Dorothy, well, we'll see, or whatever. But here he immediately gives the three boys all their wishes. Yeah, mm. he has, like, it's not the same things they no. get, because, like, it's a clock yeah. instead of a sawdust heart, and, like, a diploma, a diploma. instead of a Instead of a hedge brain. full of nails. Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah. like, I wonder why they changed that. <laughs> the <laughs> children the, would like, have been scared. The lion <laughs> yeah. doesn't have to drink something disgusting. He yeah. just, like, gets a badge. Which also... But I. It, if he had these things, why did he tell them to come back tomorrow? I guess, I mean, it was all right because there, he'd sir. have to reveal himself. In he that was a moment. murderer, honestly, because he was just. Expecting oh yeah, he them. wanted them to die. Yeah, yeah, he was just expecting them not hoping. to come back or be enslaved by the witch, and yeah, just he would have awful. to worry about it. Yikes! Yeah, which mm, is pretty fucked up. Something me. interesting, though, which I don't think we ever really mentioned this because we only ever would have had one episode of it, really. Um, but the whole like lion drinking that like liquid that's that's booze, right? Like that's alcohol. No, like, like he has oh. liquid courage. I've never <gasps> mentioned it before. Uh, it's just like hasn't been the time. I've never. We're thought gonna about drink that. some liquid courage later tonight. I'm full of it. <laughs> I'm pretty full <laughs> of it. But anyway, but that's why it wore off. Also, is that's my thought process. Really um, interesting. I think you're absolutely right. You yeah. have to be right. I do love that. Um, so which anyway. explains why he went right back to being a coward when it was yeah older. his buzz <laughs> came down. Um. <laughs> also, the way that the wizard uh, came about, uh, or like how he became the ruler, is different. Oh yeah, it's more yeah. like it's more in line with what we learn in later books, where it's like, okay, he wasn't there when it was built. Like he kind of arrived, and people were like, "Whoa!" Yeah, when he came down, ruler. they thought yeah. it was magic. Yeah, but yeah, but, but it's it's different in the book. What's interesting yeah. is in that part when he's talking about that, he says he's a Kansas man. Which oh, yeah, I thought he was from Nebraska. He's, he's from Omaha. Because in the, the, um, 
The hot air balloon still says like Omaha State Fair. Yeah, yeah, it did. I think it might just be like, oh, that's interesting actually though. Like he's from Kansas, but he performed in Omaha, I guess. I mean, it is I think he was from hot, flying hot hot air balloon, maybe it went. I mean, he traveled too. Like yeah. that was like part of his his gig. Um, very interesting. Well, speaking of the hot air balloon, I mean, are we ready to go there? Well, yeah, the difference being that in the book they had to remake it. Yeah, it's in, it's in pristine condition. Yeah, here, but I mean, to fly. It's fly he, ready. He did clarify that, like, he kept it in good condition in case he needed to get a, a quick getaway, which is like, you're a fucking crook and it's funny because you're doing it for good now. Yeah, but, but it also, was just like, like dude. Those <laughs> witches could have had you at any moment. Mm hmm. Does he really think he'd be able to get away in a hot air balloon? Like He doesn't uh, even yeah. know how to fly the thing. Yeah, and like, that's not faster than a broom. No wonder he wanted no. to take the witch's broom. <laughs> yeah, he was like, kill her and bring me the broom. <laughs> like, I'm trying to get home. Uh, but he, we're at the ceremony. All of Oz is there. They don't really react, I don't think, too much to like Dorothy and the gang so much as they're like, oh, the wizard's leaving. But Yeah, because they don't, he doesn't like ascribe the scarecrow to being the new ruler in his stead or anything like well, that does well, he, he, he gave, does he gave all of them the the power yeah. or like the he starts with the scarecrow he says hey the scarecrow by virtue of his great mind will rule in my stead you're joined right. by the other two you're yeah. right but the, it, i get the impression that and we don't it's even an hear anything about the wiki the wikis the wink- <laughs> <laughs> the wink- but they don't yeah <laughs> the winkies that were kind of you know they were yeah. enslaved and they yeah. became free they just went back None to whatever they were doing before i guess yeah yeah um, which i think is honestly better because yeah an exterior like person coming in and helping you from someone else's exterior and then taking over is just colonialism so then toto chases that damn cat which is the same in the book but i just don't understand why that woman had that cat with her she wanted her cat to see them off and they were like let's get a (laughs) siamese no one's ever seen that before beautiful it was it was quite cute it's it's interesting because like we talked about at the top right like a completely different reason from the beginning but like in the beginning it's still Toto's fault that they end Mm. up going to Oz in the end it's still Toto's fault that they stay there this is like deliberately his fault because in the beginning (laughs) it was like I mean it was technically his fault but it it was was a a constellation of faults yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. he started it he ran away and she missed her fucking flight yeah (laughs) exactly just like in the book please please wait for me (laughs) I I can't I don't know how to fly this and also the uh, like the wizard bragging for like five whole minutes about how he's an expert balloon flyer yeah and then he immediately gets in the air and he's like oh I don't know what to do (laughs) I don't know how to Fly this thing. Such a joke. I hope to never see him again. Um, Bug. But then in this movie, you do not go to Glinda. Glinda comes to you every single time. Mm -hmm. I have a comment on this. Hmm. Does anybody know what the scarecrow said? He said, I think that there's someone coming to help you or something similar when he saw Glinda and he points to Glinda. So he knows who Glinda is. Maybe Dorothy already told him about it. But I was like, does he know because he's Did a he munchkin? About the like, pop? Oh, I would go with. Well, they wouldn't know that she saved him in the poppies, though. I would yeah, go with no. it's from a story Dorothy told him. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. that that's what sense. I would think. But I just thought it was interesting. So I was like, we haven't seen him like witness they haven't been in the same room together yeah yeah um 
But anyway, just interesting. But then, yes, Glinda lands in her little bubble and everyone is bowing to her, just like in the Munchkin land, um, which I thought was kind of interesting. Yeah. And Glinda does something infuriating. Yeah. <laughs> and the the thing that's ex- especially infuriating is they make it as if there's a lesson to be learned. Yeah. Recite an essay to me before you can go home, well, Dorothy. Well, and but there was, I mean, the, but the shoes, like, okay. Okay. I just went out. <laughs> take a breath. Take a breath. <laughs> Glinda, it's it's all very much. You had the power all along, and they make it into this thing where Dorothy learned that she actually uh, just needed to love her home. But it's like, well, actually, Dorothy, you just needed to be told about the magic because mm-hmm. that's actually, it like. that's it. Like all she needed to do. Like we already talked about. Glinda could have told her from the beginning because she already knew. Why didn't you tell me? You don't know what lessons I need to learn. You don't fucking yeah. know me. You know what's so annoying about the end of this? Especially with Glinda. When you, like, because in the book, when we see Glinda and we meet her, she does one of the most heroic things I've ever seen. And she freed those winged monkeys with mm. the golden cap. Yeah, And here... She pisses everyone off. Honestly, and I'm like, yeah. who's the Glinda that I knew? Because this of the isn't wing- her. Speaking of the winged monkeys, they just do everything by their own. Like, like they're very deliberate with it. And they're a part of the witch's evil plans. Yeah. My only no thought, because, they ha- because she holds the golden cap in that scene. Oh, she does the, have that cap. But, like, but it, she uses it, them twice. Exactly. It doesn't frame mm. it like she gets three tries. But I think that the setup is that she has dominion over them because okay. of that. I buy that. I agree, though. It's a different setup that we don't know. But, but yes, like I totally agree with what you're saying, Hannah. Because like, in the book, Glinda wasn't even there until the end. So yeah. like when yeah. she tells Dorothy, like, oh, those slippers you're wearing, those can get you home. Like, that's not annoying. It's sure it's annoying, but Glinda's not annoying because she wasn't there the whole time. Yeah. You came and asked, I'm going to tell you. Yeah. But like now Glinda was there at the very beginning, gave her the shoes, and now <laughs> showing up at the end is like, <laughs> you could have gone home the whole time. Yeah. It's like, fuck yeah. you. You just she had a lesson since, to learn. She was there since the beginning. Which yeah. Yeah. And she was like, oh, she no. She fucking met you at the door. Yeah. She, she met like, you as you stepped foot. Yeah. I didn't see those copies yeah. coming into play. Let me wake you up real quick so you can right. keep walking in those She's horrible the slippers. She's the first and last one to see them, and she knew the whole time. What but she does reveal that all she has to do is click her little heels three times and say there's no place like home. And then she'll go home, which is a departure from the book where she would have needed to just take three steps yeah. to go wherever she desired. Too yeah. bad so. this all took place in a day because she might have accidentally done that in her sleep. Just like clicked her heels and said there's no place like home while she's sleeping. Because she said there's no place like home like six times in that yeah, book. Yeah, that's true. Actually, <laughs> yeah. that's like part of her language. Yeah, <laughs> Part of her vocabulary. But, but, but she... Sorry, Jinx, LOL. <laughs> but yeah, there's no place I come. There's no place I come. There's no place I come. We're back in Kansas. And Dorothy just wakes up. And all of a sudden, it's a dream, which we know is just nonsense. Yeah, like, um, M and Hen are just right there waiting for her to wake up. So I'm like, how long has it been? Yeah. yeah and like, also, was things, it concerning? Well, because things didn't... Well, 
Hen says <laughs> that uh, it was touch and go. They didn't know if they were going to lose her for a while or something like that. Gosh, yeah, she probably had did, like a fever. Yeah. Did the cyclone even happen? So it yes, makes me wonder because, so. because the house, well, okay, that's true because we saw everyone else reacting to it, not through Dorothy's eyes, but the house looks fine. The window isn't broken, but is it there? It's open. Everyone goes and stands in it. It's and she open. wasn't in the storm cellar with them. So maybe they were just concerned for her because she's passed out on the bed after a tornado tornado just hit yeah you're right I think actually that the tornado did happen because she was like that was before she saw that thing everyone saw that thing before she hit her head yeah so i think mm. that it was actually there but it didn't hit the house I, it wasn't as bad it, as like, it looked yeah it, she, well it was in the background i think it was as bad as it looked it just changed course and she yeah didn't went a different fly way. Away. but yeah. yeah it didn't keep going well it's interesting too because she could have been asleep for two hours and that's it like mm-hmm. and then she woke up it was still light out so it all did happen in a day but like yeah so she was knocked out for two hours they swept up her room put her on top of her bed in the same outfit well, the timeline thing is also confusing for me because professor marvel comes and he's like oh hey i heard the kid had a had a real scare just yeah. checking in and it's like well how'd you hear that Who'd he's you trying hear to that take her. and how does he know them <laughs> exactly i've yeah. come to snatch the child <laughs> yeah so i'll take her with me now <laughs> <when> she's healthy <laughs> what if miss gold showed up in the window and she's like i'm here for the dog and they're like oh, oh you were there you were there <laughs> no um, but yeah the farmhands show up too dorothy tells everyone they were there toto teleports onto the bed all of a sudden <laughs> he be teleporting um, he be teleporting like, they'll just like laugh dorothy out of the room telling her it's not real which i find just frustrating because I mean, that's what i would do she's also just like oh, well i guess it it couldn't have been real but it felt so real and they're all my friends forever anyway. But, I mean, I we all agree that it, it did not happen, right? Like, there's no question about it in the movie. Yeah, it did in the yeah. movie, yeah. Hmm. I feel like it has to be a dream. Yeah, like... So, because the house is still there. Well, yeah, the house is still there. Well, that's yeah, okay. Had to build if nothing a whole else, other that's farm, it. The house is still there. She's in the same room, and she wasn't. <laughs> she wasn't out for. And four dreams weeks. seem longer. Uh, in you know when you're asleep than in yeah. real time. And I mean, know? and she could have been out for a day. Like who fucking knows, you mm-hmm. know? Um, but the whole thing lasted a day, so like that would be fine. Uh, yeah. It seemed like a whole day, but I mean, she like you said, it could, she could have been knocked out for two hours. Yeah, but the dream thing just really fucks it up for everybody, and is obviously a huge difference. And that's really the last difference we have because our little lady's home. There's yeah, no, keep talking. There's really no hope of a sequel to this movie. Um, it's been eighty years, so we really know that. But that's where we're gonna wrap it up for our recap of the 1939 feature film starring Judy Garland. It was fun. I loved watching it. Yeah. We all love watching it. Everybody it's been a while else loved for watching me, it. So, it was nice revisiting yeah. it with my knowledge. Yes, yeah. And there'll be more to come, right? Cuz like there's yes. there's a lot, a lot more behind the scenes stuff, you know, or even just like I don't know, there's a lot to unpack and talk about. And we'll be doing more other movie episodes in the future, but you'll be meeting us yet. We just have to get back <laughs> to the books real quick. Yes. Thank you for listening to Oz Hour. Please join us next time as we continue our reading journey with book four, Dorothy and the Wizard in Oz. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Oz Hour Podcast for the latest on everything Oz. Oz Hour. 
created and hosted by Blake Stone and Wyatt Swingham. Co-hosted by Hannah Aguirre. Audio production by Charlie Johnson. Theme music written and performed by Rudy Clovis. Cover art by Valentin Lucas.